Hey, this is Beth Ann Erickson from FilbertPublishing.com, and today I have got a dear friend. <laughs> I am so pleased that she could join us today. Uh, you will learn so much from her. There are very few people that I've talked to that have been in the business as long as you. Yeah. You're old now. I'm old. I'm really, yeah, I'm turning 62 next month, and I'm very proud of that, actually, because... You should be. A uh, short story is that when my mom was pregnant with me in 56, she was 43 years old and the doctor said, uh -uh, don't do it. Going to have Down syndrome, 85% chance, do yourself a favor and just dump it now. And she wouldn't do it. She fought so hard for me. And so every birthday is, is really special. And this one, especially because I'm starting social security which is, it's amazing when I tell my brother who's 13 years older than I am that his little sister is starting social security, he looks at me and says, shut up. Ah, that's funny. But yeah, you're, you're, you and I, we've been hanging in there a long time. A long time. And you and I met, oh, 15 years ago. 15. 15, huh? Yeah, yeah. That was back in the days when you had a Jake and I didn't. And now that's that's exactly right. Jake was my black lab, and he passed away in 2006 from uh, kidney failure. But he was he was a foundling. Found him on a road. Yeah, it's amazing. He now was I'm, a good guy. My Jake <laughs> is almost 18, and we just I know that's I, just amazing that he's almost 18. I know. I'm thinking that you know. Maybe he can start drinking at that point or, hey. oh, wait, it's 21, isn't it? Well, but you we know what? We can send him to war. But, but, remember, dog years are seven human years. He was 21 a long time ago. True, true. So true. I'm thinking maybe some brewski. Hmm? There you <laughs> he would no drink No Jamesons. It. Don't give him the Jamesons. <laughs> I, he would do it. Okay. <laughs> we could talk forever. I know. Um, let, 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 I'm going to try to stay on track a little bit because um, how did you get into writing in the first place? I started writing short stories when I was 10. My best friend, Kathy, who is now Kathy McCalla, she was Kathy Kellogg then, um, we wrote short stories about our life living in North Hollywood, California. And we both wanted a dog, but our families wouldn't let us have a dog. So we wrote stories about dogs. Um, and then as I became a teenager and my parents split up and got divorced, I wrote stories to try to get through that time. And oh, that's powerful. I used to have them. I don't know where they are. I typed them on a, on a, you know, just a manual typewriter and I have no idea where they are. They're probably long gone. Um, and, and then started writing a novel in the nineties and, and that turned into uneven advantage, which is still out there. Um, a good book uh, yeah it is it is a good book i i enjoyed it and and one of these days i'll make a screenplay out of it but um well we'll talk about that in a bit yeah and it's it's really different when you go from novel writing to screenwriting really different and it's taken me a long time to be able to to switch minds and mindsets and skill sets because they're different i would imagine whole different focus really Yes, and it has to do with being inside the character's head. When you're writing a screenplay, you can't do it. It has to come out in action or in dialogue, and, and that's hard. Interesting. 
Yes. Okay, so your website, rosendahlmethod.com. Yes. Uh, I think I forgot to mention at the beginning. So, yes, Victoria <laughs> Rosendahl, rosendahlmethod.com. Uh, yes. When I, we first met, you're working on some juvenile fiction, and you have got an, the most interesting marketing story I think I have ever heard. And I love um, this so much, and please tell it. Oh, the Disney radio story. Yes. Uh, this was after my very first book, and I write novels for kids aged 8 to 12. It's a very, it can be a very challenging age range because it has to be sophisticated enough for them to stay interested, but not so sophisticated that it, you can't get past those gatekeepers. And so uh, I wrote Bitter Tastes, which was my first juvenile piece of fiction. And I was doing a, um, it was a book signing down at Old Dominion University and somebody from Disney Radio locally in Norfolk or Virginia Beach, and I'm not, I don't remember exactly where, saw me and said, we want to have you on Disney Radio. So it was, it was really a lot of fun. I drove down to the studio and, and we recorded an interview and, and it went out over Disney radio and, and the sales were really nice. I mean, they didn't last forever, of course, but, but it's a great piece of marketing that, and radio's great because you can get on some national radio shows for nothing. I mean, they're always looking for authors to talk about what they've written talk about techniques, that kind of thing. And it, even podcasts like yours are really important for writers to learn and listen and pick some tips up. Not every podcast is going to you know, resonate, but to be able to do that without spending a paycheck is great. That's what I find so interesting because now, especially in the independent author world, um, ads, AMS ads, BookBub ads, Facebook ads, they're all the rage. Yeah. And it's really, I find it really sad that all, a lot of the old school, really inexpensive marketing techniques are for the most part ignored. It's amazing. In fact, uh, sometimes you can get paid, you know, if you write an article with yeah. a nice byline and get paid for the article and it's right. like getting paid to advertise. And I don't understand why no one is doing stuff like that anymore. Because uh, Facebook and the other kinds of online ads are deceptively simple. But a lot of time they end up costing you not only more time, especially if you have to get yourself schooled to understand how to do a Facebook ad, because it isn't like you just pop it up online. You have to think about your daily budget, your weekly budget, you know, what, how much you want to spend and whether or not you're going to boost a post for heaven's sakes. It, it just can be, uh, it can take you all day. Absolutely. I know of one uh, uh, AMS ads guru mm -hmm. who puts all of this information into a spreadsheet and then he analyzes it and he does this and that and the other. Um, he recommends spending two hours a day on it. Oh my God, no. Not for me anyway. I mean, I... For, for him, it may be the thing that he loves to do. For me, yeah. read, write books. Right. Write. And, then, um, and then on top of it all, you know, something like this podcast or your Radio Disney thing, if right. it's online forever and someone listens to it 
three weeks, three years down the road is still working mm -hmm. for you. That's right. That's exactly right. It's, it's uh, uh, and remember garden rack. I, I still have garden rack up and I'm going to probably retool the website, but those videos are still on YouTube. I've had almost, I guess uh, the last time I checked, it was 325,000 views in like, I don't know, 10 years. FYI, my garden rack is still in the backyard. See, there you go. Buried in snow, it is a, it's a, it's a waist high garden. And it uses these huge tubs and we love them so much. And every year I plant, last year I planted my carrots in there and they came out like that. <laughs> yeah, they will. <laughs> not super deep. But they were, but, they tasted sweet and wonderful. And that, you yeah, know, different. got purple ones and yellow ones. And Yay! And, and I remember beets. when you planted beets. Oh, that, that was funny too. Yeah. They were flat bottom. <laughs> they, they just were huge, but then... They, <laughs> but that's, you know, when you put something up on YouTube like that, it, it goes on until you take your channel down. And right. so those videos, whether you do them for a gardening product or a book or a screenplay, um, can be up there forever. I've got a channel on YouTube that's the Rosendahl Method, and I did a, uh, there was an ad recently, eh, it was probably six months ago, and it was about... It was a golden retriever and a little girl. I don't know if you'll remember the ad, but the golden retriever, little girl comes home, golden retriever, she's new, golden retriever comes in the door and she, she's fascinated by this lion uh, toy. And the golden retriever comes up and wants to meet her and she cries. And the ad, the, the dog goes out and just sits there and the dad gets this lion mane and puts it on the dog and the, the daughter suddenly likes him. Part of what was so fascinating about that ad is that is the music behind it. But what we didn't see in America was the whole preamble of the ad that happened in the Japanese version. Okay. And so I analyzed that and it's up on the Rosendahl method. So you know, it's, it's very interesting to see how we missed a whole bunch of that ad to understand. We only got like a 30-second snippet and the ad's right. for a minute. That's very cool. Uh, just as, a, as an FYI, the YouTube links to the Rosendahl Method and the Garden Rack, as well as your website, will be in the description of this oh. video. So, oh. so we'll be sure to include that because it is fascinating. I, the way you approach marketing is so much different than from what I've seen a lot of the gurus. I mean, right now I'm watching a, a, a launch. I like to analyze them. And I'm mm -hmm. amazed at the number of gimmicks that are out there now. There's, mm -hmm. there's Everything is a gimmick, but they all boil down to the same basic information, which is what you basically, you, you're, you're not a person who just messes around with, you know, CRAP that doesn't work, you know, yeah. it isn't real. That's, that's yeah. another reason that I really enjoyed like the Rosendahl method. It's just basically, like, go ahead and give it in a nutshell. Here, here you go. This is, this is, you know, if this is what you want and, and the Rosendahl method, just so people are understand is my copywriting hub. Um, and I do video scripts as well. As a matter of fact, that's something that's just been so much fun to do a 60 second script or a 90 second script, it takes me not a lot of time. And they're fun. And I've also started writing web episodes.
going to have a couple, I think, filmed this year uh, for a show called The Late Late News. And it's, it's comedy. And I, I just sat down and wrote them. Um, and the producer said, so, so what did you do when you sat down to do this? Did you do an outline? And I said, honestly, no. It just, for some reason, just dropped into my head. It was funny, and I put it on the page. I mean, if I think it's, it's that old. You know, if you ever watched Roseanne from the 80s and 90s where Jackie was babysitting the kids and Crystal said, well, why did you get crunchy peanut butter? Is it what they like? I don't know. It's what I like. That's, that's kind of the way I go by things. If, if I like it, if it seems amusing to me, then uh, or interesting to me or it touches me then I usually go with it I don't buy a lot of courses I don't buy a lot of products just to to read them um, I, I'm interested in self-improvement always and so yes I will go do I'll try certain techniques when I'm screenwriting or certain techniques when I'm writing novels um, so I do that, but, but I don't necessarily go out and buy every Tony Robbins recording that's out there. Well, one thing you find out after you've been in the biz for a while, a lot of it is just the same information kind of repackaged mm -hmm. a little differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many different ways can you say believe in yourself? Well, right. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> right. And <laughs> if you think that getting a contract with the big seven publishing houses in New York is your goal, go for it. But I, I can tell you, it's, it's not only tough to do, but if for some reason you, let's say they give you um, a $25,000 upfront signing bonus. Advance. Advance. And you don't sell $25,000 in books, you have to return what, you, what hasn't sold. Exactly. And it's you know, people don't realize that. I that's true. And it's kind of cool or interesting too, though, because you can always, you know, like with like create space, it's so inexpensive to test mm -hmm. see what kind of demand there is. And if there's a demand you you know you can move forward and decide, well, mm -hmm. am I gonna query the big seven or am I just gonna keep going? Of course it's big five now, unfortunately. Yeah, well that's true. That's you true. Missed a couple five. acquisitions. You know, yeah. you're kind of um uh, you have we haven't said this out loud, so I just want to what one of the things that I I find interesting with your career is you're the epitome of freelancing like a farmer, where <laughs> if you you have the copywriting tool that that undergirds a lot of everything that you do, mm -hmm. learning copywriting once you learn that succinct, powerful, emotion evoking ways to use language you know that you you have novels you have screenplays mm -hmm. you do copy you write articles mm -hmm. you uh, youtube videos i mean it tell me do you, do you find that beneficial and if so how obviously you must it's beneficial not necessarily always financially it's beneficial because instead of having a very narrow lane i have a very wide lane i can do a lot of things. Um, I learned how to, the YouTube videos with Garden Rack, I just shot myself. I put it on a tripod. It's a flip camera. I remember those. And I had a great time just, uh, I didn't have to have a DP. I didn't have to have a director. I just did it. And if I shot one that I didn't like, I just reshot. 
So it, that caused me to learn new things and be creative. And, and uh, it's beneficial because my name is out there a lot. And it keeps expenses lower because um, who was it I was talking to? Oh, Beth, you should get an assistant. And I'm like, well, if I get an assistant, that means I instantly have to increase my income enough to pay for this assistant. Right. Why can't I just kind of, I'm happy. Why can't I padoodle like I always do? And you absolutely should do that. There's, there's no, nothing that says you have to do right. anything a certain way. Um, I started a new book, which is totally out of my genre specialty, but I started a new book called 93 Days of Summer, and it's a rom-com. Oh, my gosh. And with a little mystery thrown in. And, and uh, I wrote the, the outline, and I've written all of 25 pages. That's it. Just because. Sometimes you get into the groove, and sometimes you get out of the groove. I've got a, a, uh, a family holiday screenplay with a producer right now and we're waiting to see if it's going to have a home. I write with a West coast writer and uh, we've just finished that. And we're, we're just finishing up a faith based script called uh, when the rooster crows. And that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so it's, you know, I just, whatever is in the moment, I, I just, I try to do that as much as I can. And, and uh, as we all do, I think, um, and it's okay to do it that way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I have, I have screenwriting friends who say you have to write every day. Well, I don't, but I do count thinking about what I want to write as writing. Right. And I have these old, remember the old black and white composition books? Yeah. Still get them at the dollar store. Yeah. I use those for every novel or screenplay I do. They even have mini ones that I can stick in my purse. Oh, that works very well. Oh, yes. Very well. But I, I love having those kinds of tools to journal. And, and uh, there's something on the web now called Writer Duet, which is a great um, platform for two writers, or even three or four, to write in real time. Cool. In real time. I wrote that down so we can put that in the links as well. Yeah, it's, it's really a wonderful tool that uh, has just grown in popularity. Uh, and yes, there's always Final Draft and Caltex and, and the other uh, uh, screenwriting tools. But Writer Duet has been great for myself and my writing partner to be able to say, okay, well, you know, so we're on, sometimes we're on the phone, sometimes we're not. And we'll say, well, does this line really work? I don't know. Okay, I'll change it. Boop, boop, boop. And it changes. So um, it's I'm neat. Gonna I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Would you come back for another episode somewhere along the line and talk about collaborations and yeah. writing together and this whole writer duet? I, I'm finding this very intriguing and I'd like to hear more about it. However, yeah. we're running out of time. Okie doke. So let's keep this around 20 minutes-ish. Okay. And um, if you'd come back, I would I so you. love that because you, you have so many neat things going and I love your laid back attitude. <laughs> I, it, it compliments me, me because I, I, I talk to so many people who are like, go, 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 go. And I'm like, I'm tired, yeah. I'm tired, I'm tired. I'm right. Tired. I'm, right. I'm, I'm right. busy diapering my dog. <laughs> I have other things to do. Poor Jakey. He's a, the Cushing's make him, makes him have to use the bathroom a lot. So we, oh, poor baby. he doesn't, he doesn't wet himself if he has a diaper on because he doesn't like the feeling. So it's a way of keeping him dry and my house, yeah. dry, my office. Um, 
Especially, we may have to cut that little section out. Um, yeah, leave it. <laughs> do you have any advice for anybody who's now either it's kind of new in their writing career? Um, you're a seasoned professional. You've seen a lot. What advice would you give to a, a fairly new person? Don't stop. Ooh. You might you might run into because there are times when I've felt like that way too, and you might even get to a point where you take a huge manuscript and you throw it in the trash. Do it. Do it. Do it symbolically, but I guarantee you, you'll pull it out. And don't be afraid to run into roadblocks. Don't be afraid to fail because every time you don't get something, you learn something new. Every time I, I did a bunch of queries to editors and, and agents this past winter, not one of them picked me up. That's okay. Uh, hey, you know what? That's one closer to getting an agent. So don't give up. Don't stop. If you really want to write, write. It doesn't matter that what you're putting on paper isn't Hemingway. It's never going to be. But it's you. <laughs> so that's, that's and, and be true to yourself. Don't worry about writing like anybody but you. That is the best advice. Uh, <laughs> this was Victoria Rosendahl from the Rosendahl Method. Any other websites you want to, where people can find you? Not at this That's point. The best one. That's the best one. And uh, certainly if you uh, are a gardener and you have stopped gardening because you can't bend or kneel, go to gardenrack.com. Or if you're just like me and don't like to get dirty knees. See? Seriously, I do not like getting dirty knees. I'm not going to. There you go. And, and weeding it takes 30 seconds. It does. It really does. <laughs> pictures. You, there'll be pictures on the, on the YouTube. You can see it. But yes, thank you very much, Victoria Rosendahl. You Rosendahl. are welcome. Have a fantastic day, and we will talk soon. That sounds great. I'd love to come back.